0: Welcome to The God Plane, Episode 7, The Rector's Recalcitrance. Nabi, Willy, you both blink and suddenly you're no longer in the library. You are somewhere else. You find yourselves in the woods. A thick blue-white mist flickers all around the edges of your vision, peeking from between the dense, uh, the not dense trees forming a dome over your head. Nabi, you're clad in flowing green and cream robes with a staff in your hand. Though this isn't like uh, the spear you carry, this is a very intricate carved nature-y looking staff. Your body is moving, calling upon magic that's unfamiliar to you, but this magic is working. You close your hand into a fist and raise it, and vines spring from the ground, coiling around the legs of a charging monster, which appears to be a skeletal horse with flames and black smoke leaking from its eyes. As the vines snap around it, the monster tumbles forward, crumpling under the force of its own momentum. And a huge white bugbear leaps upon it, pummeling it to death with a huge two-handed club. Willie, you watch this happen, but you watch it from about 20 feet in the air, where you seem to be flying, gliding on huge leathery wings. You have a long bow in your left hand and your right hand automatically reaches for the arrows in the quiver at your back. You hear a happy sound and you look to your right to see that you're not alone in the sky an Arakora, a bird person, with inky black feathers covered in ornate patterns of pops of blue and white soars beside you. They meet your eyes before fluffing the feathers of their face and neck in what feels like a flirtatious way. They let out another light little sound before tucking their wings and diving down, shattering the skull of a humanoid skeleton which had crawled their way out of the ground behind you, Nabi you realize that you all stand in or fly above? A clearing in the middle of a wooded area. You two, the Aracora, the bugbear, and a human armed with a shield and mace stand alongside a determined but tired-looking Vassal, fighting off a seemingly never-ending wave of skeletal monsters. However, the mood is not entirely dire. The group laughs and shouts, playful taunts back and forth, the bugbear teases the human that they have more kills than them, and the human accuses the bugbear of not being able to count. The Arakora keeps doing flourishing aerial tricks, especially when they think you're watching, Willy. What do you two do finding yourself in this situation? Oh,
1: I'm watching. I don't know what that is, but I'm like... Do I recognize Nabby despite the fact that she doesn't look the same?
0: Neither of you look the same. Uh, in fact, Willy, you kind of look down, and your entire body is much larger. You stand probably five foot eight or nine, not counting the huge horns coming out of your head. I'm so tall! Your skin is rosy pink, and you have a long tail topped with a little tuft of white hair. And you are a tiefling, a feral tiefling flying through the air, launching things. You inherently recognize Nobby as being Nobby in that weird dream sense. Just as Nobby, you recognize that one of those people flying above you is Willy, even though it doesn't look like Willy.
1: Well, if I'm gonna be on this thing, I'm gonna try and maneuver it. I'm gonna be like, Nobby, Navi, Navi! Navi! Ah, uh, you're really tall!
2: And up there!
0: <laughs> and as you look, <sighs> Nobby, the skeleton comes crawling out of the ground towards you.
2: Oh, gotta focus! Now is not a time to celebrate your tallness.
0: Fine. And the human reaches past you and a... Kind of crackling yellow black magic shoots from his hand, and you watch the skeleton crumble. Nobby, I'm sorry, not Nobby. Willie, while you're flying around, make me a perception check or history check.
3: Okay.
1: Let's get my roll on. (laughs) That is a natural one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sure is Nobby, but doesn't look like Nobby. That sure is Nabi.
1: I'm I'm really into the pink right now.
0: Yeah, you're here. And you keep, like, you, you're you looking at Nabi and you get distracted because this Arakora comes flying around again and does, like, another, like, little corkscrew curl in front of you with, like, a little chirping sound and then flutters off again and keeps, is just pelting enemies with his crossbow as he goes.
1: I don't know what's going on, but I'm excited. I'm into it. And as she watches this, she just goes, Kaka! Kaka! Ka-ka! <sighs>
0: <sighs> he starts laughing and making like actually mimics your voice, going Ka-ka! Ka-ka! but it's a little bit higher because it's like a bird imitation. Nobby, make me an insight check. Okie dokie. Eighteen. Eighteen. So you are, your body is just reacting, and you're casting spells, and you're doing things that, like, you didn't know you could do, but it's happening. And because it's kind of acting naturally, you kind of have time to kind of think about what's happening. And you realize that you, you're in the body of an elf, but not just any elf, an Eladrin, a High Elf. And within the mind of this elf, is hundreds of years of history and learning and wisdom. And you also realize that you have a very long but lean sword strapped to your back that doesn't seem to match the build of this, the the martial skills of this body.
2: Can I take the sword out and look at it just to see what it looks like?
0: Pull out the sword. Um, Give me either a perception or a history check, whichever you prefer.
2: I got a nine in history.
0: (laughs) The sword looks familiar. You know you've seen it, you're having a hard time placing where, but you've seen it. The rolls are just really against this cold open today, y'all. So, you continue to swing away, to be fighting these just monsters that just keep coming. But finally, you find that you've bested them all. There are no more of them crawling their way out of these shallow graves. You all kind of settle down, except the, the, the three on the ground plus all kind of settle down. The two in the air are still going. I assume you're not gonna land anytime soon, Willie.
1: I don't know how to land this thing.
0: (laughs) You've, uh, you've had a decent workout. You're not hurt, but you're a little winded. You're a little sweaty. You've had a good workout. But you're pretty okay. Maybe a few nicks and bruises. The bugbear falls flat onto his back and lets out a rumbling,
3: Tired.
0: And everyone laughs. And the, uh, cleric, who your mind's helpfully provide the name, Brother Urif, chuckles and tucks his shield onto his back. Monterey has a point. I think we've owned a rest. And Vassal, who has very few tattoos at this point, shakes her head. We should keep moving. She scolds, but there's an unmissable smile in her voice. It's not hard like you're used to. She seems to genuinely like these people. I wouldn't expect complaints from such great heroes as yourselves. And she's teasing you. She turns her gaze to you, Nabi. Or at least the body that you're inhabiting. And her dark eyes grow even more warm. She holds your gaze just a little too long before her dark eyes flick away and she lets her axe dissolve into mist. Arakora does not seem happy about the idea of moving on and he flaps to the ground and fluffs up his feathers and in his weird little chirping voice says I can't show hope tricks in the mist tunnel you're aware that you are hope, Willie. thank you for the raid Um. he glances to you again, Willie, and he fluffs his neck feathers and kind of cocks his head his little crest goes up and one by one, the party bullies Vasal into settling into the, settling here for the evening to rest. And everyone turns to you, Nabi, and before you even know what you're doing, the blade is in your hand again. Make me another insight check. Uh, history insight. Okay. Either or. Let's let's see. I got a ten. It's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough. There's something instinctual with you holding this blade. And you start to remember, you, you've you seen this before, you've seen this blade, but it wasn't being held. It was put nose down into the earth.
2: Wait, is this the same one that he was talking about in the journals? Too?
0: Is it? About, Your rolls about... don't say if you know. <laughs>
2: Okay. Okay, um. Okay, uh. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. still up up. in
1: the air, just strafing because she can't land. (laughs)
0: Nabby! Roll me, um. What would this be? Just roll me a wisdom check, Willie.
1: Come on, single brain cell! Let's go! Oh, I thought that was a one. It's a seven.
0: (laughs) You Um, feel like if you look, you're not someone who's prone to overthinking, but something in you tells you you might just be overthinking this somehow, and if you just let your body go, something will happen.
1: Oh, man. She lets go of the reins and just comically just goes...
0: So, you're in your mind, like, the knobby that's in this, inside this dream body goes, like, limp, and very gracefully, the tiefling body circles twice and then lands. Perfectly easily.
1: Willy hops off. Oh my gosh, I just did that!
0: No, no, you are are in this body. What? You are the tiefling. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it.
1: Alright, right, just hop off with my little, I'm assuming I have hooves give a little incessant tap and just look at Nabi and go, okay, what is this?
2: Um, Nabi just holds the sword up to her and is like, do you recognize this sword?
1: Do I recognize this sword?
0: History or wisdom?
1: Big money, no whammy. History.
0: Ever- everyone's looking at you expectantly, Nabi. Like, 10? 10? It's familiar. You've seen it before. And Navi yeah. <laughs> much younger of us all kind of looks at you and goes, Are you going to put it in the ground?
2: Um, uh yes, that 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 that's what I'm gonna do. Yep, that's the thing I'm supposed to be doing for sure. gonna
0: <laughs> You stab the blade into the ground and a phantom firelight comes out and starts flickering around the base of the sword and you all start to settle down to camp
2: um i'm gonna look at this all and kind of like can i see how many ta- i know you said that she has way fewer tattoos but can i like get a glimpse of like how much in the past we are right now or how many pe-
0: people perception check Fifteen. Fifteen? So her tattoos come in clusters, so you see there are a couple clusters in like kind of ideal places. There's like kind of one here, and there's kind of a little cluster on her forearm, and there's a cluster kind of up on her thigh, which is kind of a cool little cluster, but there's not very many. This is very early on in this process. She's only been through this a couple times at this point.
2: um so i'm gonna look to the group and kind of be like so uh nightmare king guy right like how much further do we have to go do you think until we uh we get there
0: this kind of chuckles and says when did you become the impatient one vice we have much really much research to do research
2: yes right of course research is good maybe there's a library or something we
0: should be researching in is there a library that we're going to Hmm. i'm sure dracilla will open that to us if we ask
2: do you think there's any information in there that we
0: should be looking for i'm sure there is i haven't spent much time researching since i left the monastery for here but It's worth a look. Your wisdom is always sound.
2: Aw, thanks. Not
0: so bad yourself there. Um, how many times have,
2: uh, have you ever been to the library before? Is that like a place you normally go? Is that just a regular stop on the trip? Or...
0: While you're asking this, Willie, anything else? Anything you'd like to do as you settle down to camp?
1: The entire time. They're having this exchange. Willy has no poker face. She's just like... She's just trying to be as not so subtle as possible. You're the mummy that we found in the... She's waiting for a
0: response. (laughs) As you're doing this, the uh, bugbear has not moved. But the uh, cleric has moved over and is starting to, like french braid some of the fur on the bugbear just all the way down the arm mm. and the Aracoca is just making fun sounds trying to get your attention lily there's a lot of bird flirting going on here
1: what do i do i think that bird's trying to tell me something but then it went and murdered somebody earlier so i'm kind of i'm kind of gun shy
2: Trying to get information.
1: Should should I ask the bird something?
2: Yes. Find out what they do. Like, this is prime time to see if we can get anything that'll help us when we get back.
1: kind of. Okay. Okay. Mm. Walks up to the bird.
0: And you almost stab yourself on your horns as you adjust your hair.
1: Um. Ow. Hi! Um...
0: I don't know.
1: Uh, your name is... Um... Uh, Birdperson?
0: Uh, Silith. Don't you remember? You get it already. Did you bump your head, Hope?
1: Re- really hard, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get up to speed on what it is we should be doing next. Like, I mean, who, um, who has the, the compass?
0: Compass? You should fly with me!
1: Uh, you know, that's really great, and I would totally do that, but... Funny thing. Priority of trying to stay alive and save the world. Kinda of taking precedence over my dating life.
0: So, Willie, as you're having this talk, Vasal turns to you, Navi, and says... Well, I know Juxalia has an impressive collection, but... And that is when you hear it. A horrible, shrieking cacophony of overlapping, shrill voices. I need both of you to make me wisdom saving throws. I'm
1: not scared, I'm not scared at all. Oh my gosh. ew!
2: Eighteen.
0: Mm.
2: Eighteen?
0: Willie, really, terror comes through you at this horrible sound as a this bipedal abomination, with huge, long clawed hands, a snake-like head, and a torso covered in tiny, wailing, mist-spewing mouths, breaks from the woods and bears down upon all of you. It lets out a shriek, Nabi, You withstand it and steal yourself, but the body you were in breaks and starts to run for the mists. Willie, you also start to run, but the bugbear spins and is able to grab you because you're closer and he physically holds you in place as your body just tries to run as you sprint for the woods nabi and you everything in you is telling this body to stop but it will not you feel nothing but terror inside you make me a perception check i
2: got a seven (laughs)
0: You are lost within the thoughts of terror in this person's mind. But, Willie, you watch as Nabi runs for the mist wall as fast as she can. You hear Vasal turn and cry out, Bice, no! She breaks from the fight and starts to run after her before the uh, this abomination creature this haze nullifier leaps into the air, striking her down and landing on top of her, holding her to the ground. Nabi, the person you inhabit sprints as fast as she can for the Mist Wall. You slam into it as cold, piercing, painful stings just surround you and overwhelm you. And then you're back in the library the sound of Vassal's jagged screams mingling with the horrible sound of the Haze Nullifier's cries in your minds. And just a moment later, Willie, you're back with her. And with that, welcome to the Godplane, an original 5e horror campaign. I'm your DMK Purcell, apologies for how long that cold open was, the dice were just not with us. Um, But I'm excited to be back and telling this story with you all tonight. Quick word of warning, this is a horror campaign, and it does contain elements which some viewers will probably find disturbing. I've worked with our amazing players, we know our limits, we will communicate them if we hit something we're not okay with. But uh, we are ready to nope out if we need to, please be ready to nope out if you need to, because uh, it's not always fun and games here on the God Plane. Uh, With that, let's meet our cast. First and foremost, we're just going to go around as always, Sophie.
3: Hello,
2: everybody.
4: It's me, Sophie. I play Ozim, whose pronouns are he, him. He is a tiefling barbarian. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I apologize for no makeup today. I made the mistake of getting a flu shot and my third Pfizer dose yesterday, and I am feeling it today. Uh, so, here to hopefully not destroy Ozum any further than I did last time, but we shall see. You can find me on Twitter at Subatomic Mints. You might also see me in chat as Not So Gladiator.
0: And one of the heroes of our cold open, Willie.
1: That's me. My name is Cozy Spoon. You can find me anywhere on social media as Cozy Spoon. I play uh, Wilhelmina Waywocket, Willie if You Nasty. She's a little itty bitty gnome, bardificer, and she is kind of the everyman in this party, just trying to keep up with all of these redemption bound heroes.
0: Willie's got her own story, trust me. Uh, next up, D'Angelo.
5: Hey, everyone. My name is D'Angelo Murillo, and uh, I'm a tabletop RPG performer, a uh, writer, and an event organizer, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find me on social media at that underscore D'Angelo. Today, I'm playing uh, Rook, which is a orc paladin uh, who's just trying to uh, you know, process certain things and, and take care of his homies and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm excited. It's just, it should be pretty fun.
0: And last but not least, the one who could not pass a gosh darn history perception check, just having a day, y'all. Nabi.
2: Yeah, the, the the cool monk shit is just not happening today so far. Um, hi, I'm Jen. I wear many, many hats throughout the gaming industry slash GTRPG world. I play Nabi, both their pronouns are she, her. And Nabi is a human monk who uh, is obsessed with butterflies um which nabi means butterfly and um is kind of learning to maybe open up a little bit more to her people that are here on this journey with her um yeah it's me you can find me on twitter
0: Jen Geekie, or
2: on everywhere else at Jen Mac the geek Creative.
0: <laughs> sometimes the dice be like that uh I'd like to give a shout out and a thank you to Gaming Trend, uh, also to Bardley IO for the uh, music you hear during the stream, and to Ghost Stories Incorporated who uh, made the theme song that you hear right now. Uh, also, thank you to our amazing mods Kato, Dane, David, and Emily. Love y'all. Um, we have a tip link for these amazing people if you would like to give a hug with money. It is super appreciated. If you cannot afford to do it, if you are not in a space, we understand. We thank you for hanging out with us and spending your time with us. That is super appreciated also. Don't put yourself in a bad place. Thank you for coming and joining the show. Um, and as I said before, I'm your DM, Kay Purcell. My pronouns are she, her. The best place to find me is at @kdamfear on Twitter. I'd also like to give a shout out to David Lee who's helping me run all of this. He is my silent co-mod hanging out in the chat as full rubber ducky. And, uh, with that, I think we're ready to jump back into our game. Our party, in their quest to cross the God Plane and stop a rampaging nightmare, came across... Um, a haunted house. I think we can call it a haunted house. We all cool with it being a haunted house? Came across a haunted house, and it was creepy. And, uh, they had to complete some tasks, and battle some literal personal demons, and ghosts from the past, and gather a couple books. After doing so, you found yourselves in a library. This massive cathedral-like space is well-lit, but ever-changing, and uh, lined with stories-high, magically-protected bookshelves. They also seem to move of their own will on occasion, creating corridors and rooms that come and go. Within the main room where you all have found yourselves, you've found several journals written by an individual named Tazik. Some of which have uh, some sort of iron arch and brazier, which are covered in arcane symbols, as well as four dead, but perfectly preserved bodies. You also found a couple more rooms here in the library, but you've remained in this main section together where you've had a little bit of group therapy, and that's where we left off last time. So hit. we're just back. You, you two, yeah, you you all were there. You were talking. Nabi and Willy, you were just suddenly somewhere else. Ozum and Rook, you saw them phase out for maybe just a second. Like, they were hardly gone at all. Willy for a heartbeat longer than Nabi, maybe. Uh, and all around you, you hear the quiet, occasional shifting of bookshelves in the distance. N-
5: Nabi? you were gonna tell us your your where you came from or you, where you're
2: that you're, mist I, is cold rook are you sure you're okay because like when you ran in there like I just ran in there and that was some cold stuff
5: and and uh we only perceived them as sitting there right or did we see the mist wash over them
0: nope they were I mean they were just for a blink of an eye kind of just just okay, and phased out. They were physically there. Nothing happened. They just seemed like they were gone for a moment, mentally. I'll
5: I'll look over to Ozem to like make sure that I'm like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> like you you, you kind of pulled an Ozem for there for a moment. You two, like, you guys okay?
2: Oh, we were what?
1: Willie's just like. <gasps> Yes, I did polynose him. I was a pink and I had horns. It was awesome
2: Gosh, she was a tiefling
1: We did the thing. Well, I think the same thing happened to us that happened to you guys or the you know the boy love stuff
5: You'll be like uh, uh, there wasn't
2: any boy love so though.
1: Well, no, there it was it was bird love, but it, it was kind of the same We were not ourselves
5: Like okay, well, I mean, we had it when we were dreaming, but I guess you guys could have been daydreaming and then got pulled into. I guess we should head out. This place is getting weird.
1: I mean, don't you have questions? Don't you want to know what does it mean? We're all having the same thing. We're all playing people that we do don't know.
2: There was a point in time when Vassal was nice.
5: What what happened to you guys in your? In your
2: situation. So you weren't there, I think. But while you were gone in the mist somewhere, freezing to death, we were running uh, running through this thing, and we ran into this mummy lady, and I was the mummy lady, I'm pretty sure. And she had this cool sword, and they would just stick it in the ground, and then it would make fire, and everyone would feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside. So um, I was, we were there, and uh, they were taught. I asked about the library. And they were talking about going to fight the Nightmare. And Visal had like maybe like a couple tattoos, but not like a lot. And she was actually like, I don't know, she might have been a little into me. I'm not sure. But she was like very, very warm and cozy and not like the person we met at all.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If Vice was this, if Vice was you, and this was an earlier team, do you think that that Taz? Did we see Tazik?
2: I don't. I don't think so.
1: I guess we would have recognized them, maybe.
2: I feel like, yeah. None of I didn't like for some reason. I knew the other people's names, and Tazik wasn't one of their names that I knew. So, but, yeah. um. I feel like that sword might be important and we kind of just left it there.
1: Well, it was keeping that mummy person warm.
2: True. But anyway, there might be information down here to help the Nightmare.
5: Or help us fight the Nightmare. In the library?
2: Yeah. Oh. And that Drixalia might open it to them and then she considered um elf lady very wise uh, which was cool until she just ran into the mist for like no reason. I mean there was probably a reason but I was trying to get her to stop.
1: I don't know. I thought the reason was the huge monster with the misty mouse bearing down on us. I mean that made me run.
2: Yeah I'm sure but like I was fine and she could have just stayed there and it would have been fine but again that mist is really cold. How did you survive out there for so long?
5: Uh, I think it was Mr. Fluffy Papadop. That, that that saved me when i was out there it was uh it, it was it was not very friendly but uh thankfully that cat like just you know had my back and guided me back it, so i don't know what i would have done had you not been there but i guess we can stay here for a little bit longer to search a little bit more for if you was there a certain area that you felt like it was uh No? We just gotta... We didn't
2: really get to talk much about, like, specifics, but I did ask if there might be stuff down here that uh, would help us with the nightmare, and she said probably. So...
3: hmm.
1: Knowing our luck, it has something to do with those clockwork bookshelves you keep messing with, Brooke.
5: That's true.
1: Did you find out a pattern or anything that's going on there?
5: I know how how to fight, and I know how to pray. So, like, science and machines are not really my thing. But You might have a better chance at this
1: i think she rolls up her sleeves well let's see about what i can google
0: all right uh willie roll me an intelligence check to see if you can figure out this pattern and because it does technically have to do with uh technology and tinkering Mm -hmm. your sprocket activates and you get advantage Nabi, is there anything you would like to do while the little gnome sits there and, like, listens and... Okay, makes calculations and...
2: I'm gonna, um, search through more books and see if I can, like... uh, She has, like, a newfound motivation to try to find something in this freaking library that's gonna help them.
0: Roll me an investigation check. Rook, Ozen, anything else you two would like to do while these two are going?
4: If this wizard was so great and he enchanted this library... Has anyone tried just asking the library to give them a book? And maybe you don't actually have to look for it?
1: Willie looks over her shoulder and goes, That'd be too easy. I don't know.
2: Try it. I got a 14.
0: Okay. You find two books as you dig through. The first one is On Necromancy, a brief biography of Tazik, the hero of Great Hodul-Meloeth-War, Volume 6, by his eminence Richter Tazik of Tanzania. And so our great hero Tazik stood before the battlefield, where legions of his flock lay dying and broken, defeated by the profane armies of his enemies. But no, our hero would not surrender, not to such a vile evil. I'm slowly getting back into his voice. Sorry, y'all. Hmm. In the depths of such despair, he cried out to his god. And in the barest flicker of divine insight, he could sense the lines of power coming, uh, connecting all of his disciples to himself, could touch them, manipulate them. Gripping tightly, he pulled the disciples back from the abyss, body and soul, and... Uh, for one final charge against the evil that threatened all of Tanzania. And while lesser heroes fought desperately against the throngs of devils, even their great efforts were outshined and re- by the rejuvenate, rejuvenated faithful, washing Tezek's enemies away in a wave of righteous vengeance. Secondly, you find one titled An Anthropologic Meditation on the Selindium Monastery by his eminence Richter Tazik of Tanzania, with footnotes by Anuo of Solidinium, boast the most ferocious warriors across all of the deserts of Solidinium wastes. These monks are deeply devout adherents to Alini, and temper their combat skills with study, meditation, and the quest for wisdom. Monks of the Selindium monastery have been known to ensue even the most basic physical necessities of food, drink, and even sleep in their pursuit of knowledge, desperately attempting to quench their unending curiosity. Willie, what was your intelligence role?
1: Very Jafar. It was an E11.
0: It takes you a little while. You like, have a moment, you're like, I got it! You walk up to a bookshelf and you're like, this one's gonna go, and directly behind you, shunk. But after a few kind of poor predictions, you actually start to get the pattern and you figure out there's probably two, maybe three more rooms that you all haven't gotten to, but you also know the pattern, so you're confident you can get back to the rest room if you would like to. So you can you might have to wait a little bit and everyone you know, everyone you have to decide how much you trust Willie's predictions, but you can loosely, with decent confidence, navigate the library now.
1: Okay, I think I got it. It's a sequence. But eventually they'll open back up but we can come back to this home base. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Should we check these other rooms as they slide open? See if we can find more books. Maybe your magic disembodied voice that can give us that book.
5: I mean, I, I'm down. i got your back, Willy. I trust you.
1: Good man. What about you two? Huh?
2: Ah, what? About what? About us? Sorry. Reading. Very confused. Um, What are we doing?
1: So did you find anything?
2: Um. Well, I found uh
1: stuff yeah
2: the... still processing it all though so give me a second
1: she looks at ozum she goes you know she gets this from you
2: you
4: want to elaborate on that
1: eg being real quiet like you guys swap places She starts so, fidgeting. <laughs> she stares at her.
2: <laughs> um, this book mentions uh the goddess Alini, which is interesting because that's the goddess that I worship.
1: Does that mean anything to you? Well, she's.
2: She's the goddess of, of like beginnings and endings and stuff. Like,
1: oh, well, well, that's comforting.
2: I'm still trying to get through it all, but I mean, I, I may be more connected to this Tesla guy than, than I want to be for sure.
1: Oh, geez. How connected. It's not like your uncle or anything, is he? Oh, no, come on. <laughs> I
2: guess it depends on your definition of uncle. To be fair. Okay,
1: let me make it simple. Are you guys connected by blood?
2: Ah, uh, I don't. Um...
1: And Willy just points. You see, right there, that hesitation. That's what gets me squirrely.
5: And all this time, Rook's gonna be looking at Oz and be like. Are you are you feeling okay? You look kinda of tired as he like puts his head hand towards his head. Like are you do you have a fever? Do you need do you need a blanket or anything? <laughs> Out of character, how dare you? I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I'm trying you're, good, you're good. a
0: constitution saving throw. Sorry. I'm doing it. A <laughs>
4: <I'm>
3: seven
0: <laughs> Yeah, you suddenly okay. like you're you got you're a tiefling, so you run hot, but you're suddenly feeling a little extra hot, a little run down. Mister maybe finally getting to you. I'm you, fading
4: fast. No. Why um, don't you lie
5: down and rest for a little bit? We'll, we'll...
4: I'm pretty sure Ozem's already sitting on the ground, and he's just, like, looking. He's probably, you know, when he's sitting, he's still tall, but he's just, like, kind of looking around. Like, I don't. Well, I think it's better if someone stays in the main room. It might as well be me.
5: Sure, that's fine. You you take it easy. We'll take care of everything. If you need anything, let us know. Hopefully, we'll find soup around here.
4: I I'm fine. I don't need soup.
5: <laughs> yeah, you t- sh- you you'll be. You I'm not rest. gonna
4: eat anything from this house. <laughs> I don't trust that. That's
5: that's fair. That's true.
4: Um. No, I'll sit. I mean, if Nobby needs to stay in here to do more research, then I'll be here. And if you two want to go off and look around.
5: Sounds good? You got it. And he'll he'll take off his cloak just in case you need a blanket. <laughs> he like leaves it. I'm like, all right, let's 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 go wherever you think is your best guess. Is uh
1: Willie just watches this exchange between Rook and Ozem. Just, you gave your cloak. What's wrong with you? Well,
5: I I would do the same for any uh, any of you guys. All right, uh, look at Ozem. He's a little clammy. He's a little little sweat you know tired so it's good to just let let him rest it is uh who knows what the mist does so
4: oh how, how much of his body does this cloak actually cover is it doing <laughs> any good or is it just like uh he
5: he's six two towel. so i guess like six six feet maybe is like the the cloak length so yeah so it, was right, like it covers it covers hip. a decent yeah. amount of him yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. If you're sitting right like yeah you can come mm-hmm. into it. you're both big boys
3: <laughs> Ozum
4: doesn't huddle into things. It smells like pinecone too. <laughs> he he's probably like either straight legged, like a, leaning against something, or maybe sitting cross leg style, or with his legs like ankles crossed and straight out. He would not huddle.
0: I like man
3: spreading.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like. Oh, that.
4: absolutely, man spreading. If he's sitting <laughs> in a chair, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I like to think yeah. that as soon as no one's looking, he's like. And then his, like, would deny it forever. I know that won't happen, but I like to imagine <laughs> it. That's what happens in my, like, willy felt animation. In my <laughs>
4: brain. There's only there's only one person that he would have done that around, and that person... is He's... dead. <laughs> <laughs> he might be absently stroking the part on his chest, and that's about as tender as you'll see him really be outwardly. So...
0: so Willie, from your best understanding, there are, there's a room to the north, I'm sorry, there are two rooms to the north, and one to the, uh, the the archway is to the east. So you've been through one room to the north, the one to the northeast you have not, but you also feel like, just from listening and paying attention, there might be a room beyond the room in the northwest, so there's, you'd have to go through the rest room to find this other room and then there's another room off it to the north and then the large arch and the brazier to the east
1: okay she looks to uh rook and goes it's gonna take some finagling we're gonna have to go through maybe a little bit of a a way walk it (laughs) um but i think there's a room that we can get to uh that's just beyond i believe the northeast northwest she looks at the compass, doesn't really help her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: So the compass is actually pointing um, to the west wall where there is nothing. Because y'all haven't checked this compass in like <laughs> two episodes. And I kept waiting for it to happen. Um, it's actually pointing to the west wall. Where there is nothing but these bookshelves. Oh. And nothing on the west walls has moved since you've been here.
1: Well. She says, well, this compass isn't really helping. Huh. She walks over to the wall. This thing is pointing over here.
5: How does this work? Do I... Do, do, do I break something? or no,
1: you don't break something. This is mechanisms. A pattern. You, oh. you build things. You don't break it. And she, uh, like, holds the compass up to the wall, kind of in the same way that she did to the mist, just curious about it.
0: Okay. You hold it up. You press it to it. Thunk. Nothing happens.
5: Maybe, and then he'll pick up Willie and, like, press Willie's entire body to Hey, the... hey,
0: hey, hey! <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna, like, you know, it's just, like, one of those, like, a, a door or something. You just need to find the right angle, and then, like... If doesn't work for a few little bit, he'll like put him down or put Willie down.
0: <laughs> you get you got a couple like little splinters in your cheek from just like. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Oh, sorry. You lay on hands, then, like.
1: <laughs> you know, just because you can lay out hands is not mean that you can sponge me on a wall.
5: It was worth a try. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my. Uh, is there a keyword? Or are we supposed to like say a magic and as phrase?
0: You hear that, thunk, that door to the northwest room. Seems to slide open.
1: Oh, well, we can uh, think about that... it later. Let's just, just go. Oh, okay. And as she runs across the hall, she looks at Nabby and she goes, you're hiding something nefarious. I'm gonna come back and punch you in the tit.
3: <laughs> I
1: I quickly.
5: <laughs> I'm sure Nabby's fine. It was, they're all trustworthy people.
4: It owes it's him morning. hear this. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's Willy, so I'm sure she screamed it, yeah.
4: Probably. If you're gonna punch her in the tit, you gotta backhand her. It's the only way to do it.
1: She is very shocked by this advice. It's like totally stymied.
4: <laughs> you get a snap.
1: Got a bend and snap. No, <laughs> no, no,
4: no. Not that. That's for a different situation. <laughs> Nobby's
2: still lost her in her books. What? What happened? What? Who's... She's going to backhand you in the tit. Oh. Why?
1: I love that Ozum's so excited. I need to read okay. all this information. Nobby just goes back to pouring into her book.
5: And Rook will stop for like that They can't be true, can it? Is-, is it?
1: I mean, we have a butcher on one end who knows what she is and i mean to be honest between you and me yes things are pretty bad but i mean we're not bad bad guys right i mean i, don't
5: think, I mean obviously i've like killed people but i'm not like a serial killer sort of thing but like
1: you you're not inspiring comfort here rook
5: Well, I mean, you know, go on a few bounty hunting missions, someone tries to rob you in the night, you know, and like, just gotta do what you gotta do.
1: We're we're gonna put a pin in this. We're gonna figure out this room.
5: Okay, okay, got it.
0: So, Nobby and Ozem, you stay behind while Willy and Rook, you go through the door? I concur. Perfect going um, will
4: ask you, Nabi, just to read whatever you're, you're reading out loud.
2: Okay, she's more just like staring at the book processing information in her head and not so much reading what's actually in the book.
4: Talk it through. Talk it through out loud. It will help.
5: I had a cough for like...
3: <laughs> it simply...
0: And also, David is wonderful and have posted the text of everything in the lore channel, so if any of you want to read up on that while we're running around. Um, so now that I am just making sure we're all in the same, uh, yes, so Willy and Rook, you move through into the restroom, which uh, has, you know, the four low uh, low-resting couches, um, a couple uh an unlit lamp adventurers packs that are torn open and scattered and dug through. And you kind of look at each other like, okay, we've been here. How do we? And right then, chunk, the west wall opens. Into another room.
1: And she tugs on Rook. We haven't been in that room yet. I'm
3: pretty sure.
5: uh, All right, let's go.
1: Okay.
0: So you step through into what appears to be a storage room. That's not in the best of repair. Piles of detritus litter the room, but the shelves around the perimeter are meticulously organized. Jars and jugs of glass and clay filled of nondescript, occasionally acrylic powders and gels. Small wooden boxes with dehydrated animal and insect limbs and organs, and small burlap sacks with metal strips and shaving just line this space. Would you all like to search the perimeter to see what you can find in this room? Will do. Give me investigation checks.
1: Okay. Will I surpass at that one? That is a 19. 19? Investigation. Oh, my goodness. 18, 19, 20, 20 25.
0: <laughs> Willie's single brain cell just, like, she sees everything. Her eyes light up um you start digging and going through and um you know brooke you maybe have priorities because you find some food and what appears to be a very old bottle of corked brandy tucked away in one corner willie you find a weird it almost looks like a a metal dinner plate, but it has a very familiar unicorn symbol on it. As well as two potions of greater healing. And as you're kind of digging through also, you lift a tarp, and you see that sword from your vision. The one that vice was holding.
1: Mm. Okay. So, she's rifling, and she says, Hey, Rook! Holds up the plate. That's your That's your shield thing, isn't it?
5: Oh, he'll look over it. Is it Maliki?
0: It's Maliki's symbol.
5: And then you'll be like, oh, wow. Huh. Do you mind if I keep that?
0: I
1: mean, sure, I guess.
0: Hands over. So he'll,
5: he'll, like, take it and be like, whoa, that's that's really cool. And know, like...
0: As you take it, roll me a dexterity saving throw.
5: Oh, hell. All right. Uh... That is a natural one.
0: You take this <laughs> thing, and it is suddenly like... Hot in your hands, not burning, but hot in your hands, and you react and yelp, and it goes in the air and falls on the ground and hits your foot with more force and weight than it should because this has just suddenly transformed into a huge ornate shield with Maleki symbol across the front of it.
5: Like, ow! Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: just, just like look over to. Oh, to willy sorry
1: <laughs> double shields i mean that's that's a plus it's a step up from the nightmare bear
5: true as he like take this take the shield do i take any damage or uh you do not, no okay okay <laughs> But
0: you now have in your inventory a plus one shield
5: wow thank you it's... and then like oh maliki you know miliki delivers so it's, that's pretty cool hey what what's that as he points the sword
1: oh Okay, I got some potions. We can split that. You take one, I take one. But when we had our little like dream time, me and Nabby, uh, we saw Bice, the mummy person that we saw. In the- oh wait, you weren't there, huh?
5: No, I was. I was dying horribly.
1: Well, quick recap: we saw a mummy person. Their name was Bice, and it was in the mist, and they had a flaming sword. Everyone else was thinking about stealing that thing, but I mean, I think I was the only good one. Pretty sure. Um, but this is it. I mean, it has to be. She lifts it.
0: And goes hey, here. <laughs> yeah, it's about two feet taller than you are.
5: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I personally am a fan of finder's keeper. So if, like, if you want to wield that sword, that's cool. If you want to give it to me so I can keep holding onto it until, like, you're ready to use it. That's cool, she's, too.
1: She's practically, like, almost, like, snapped backwards and goes, y-
0: You know what? I- I- it's all you.
5: All right, all right. I'll, I'll keep... I'll, if you want it back, let me know. And he'll, like, take it. And then...
0: Rook, you take it, and when you do, despite the drama of Willy, this sword is exceptionally light. It's a very strange. It does not... It, it almost feels perfectly balanced, except it almost feels too light to be perfectly balanced. It's a weird feeling.
5: Does it feel magical in nature at all?
0: You get the feeling there's something magical about this.
5: Okay, I was like, "Huh, this seems like a, a good sword. Actually, it's like lighter than than it should be, and uh, does something. So I think there's something to your vision. That's, that's pretty cool.
1: Go off, but yeah, it did do something. Uh, Nabby and and when we were there, Vasal told her to put it in the ground, and she did, and it like lit up. It's like a magic sword.
3: Oh, okay,
5: so." Do you think we've we've found everything here? Or should we should we keep looking?
1: I mean she pulls out the compass. Let's just make sure we don't get any weird pointings around here. And don't sponge me.
5: <laughs> I feel like it help, so
0: It points kind of through the wall and to a corner. Past the bookshelves, but seem to be a way through you can sponge yourself again if you want to but you also know that this door is going to click closed again here soon and if it does click close it's not a big deal you know it's going to reopen but it might be a little bit so it's up to you
1: i mean we can hang here and try to finagle where this arrow is pointing show everybody that we got this sword i mean we got a couple minutes i'm pretty sure that things gonna click
5: yeah, I think uh, it looks like it's going through the wall, so I think we have to go to the main room and then try to find where the next entrance is so we can uh, we can go now, I guess. I, have, I got food for, for the group. If uh, And and Brandy?
1: That's not... I don't, I don't
5: think that's medicine.
1: You got food? And she, like, goes to rush it and then starts thinking about what Ozem said and says, well, I mean, how do you know
0: it's safe to eat?
5: Uh, And I'll take a bite.
0: Make me... The- no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely like rations. It's like dried cheese, hardtack. You know, it's not the most exciting, but also it's been a while since you've had like a real food. And even as you just start chewing, you're like, oh, this is kind of what it's like to be alive. This is something that I used to do. And is it like
5: jerky or?
0: Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of like rations, like road okay. rations.
5: And then, yeah, he'll take a bite and then Chew and I is like, it seems fine, yeah. It's... And then he'll like Willy,
3: break like off a piece and it over. Yeah.
1: Just looks. Instead of the piece, she grabs the hunk that's in your hand and goes, okay. <laughs> Just runs off. <laughs>
5: and as then he'll follow. Yeah.
0: As you're sprinting out, Willie, you're like halfway out the door when you like Ear! comically skid to a stop with your investigation check and out of the corner of you your eye, you see a small white book. It is beautiful and pristine, and very, very small. Um, it's emblazoned by hand with an ornate butterfly on the cover.
1: Rook, look at this! Look at this! Hey, that kind
5: of looks like Nobby's uh thing.
1: Pick it up, cause I'm not he'll, touching
5: it. He'll with like rations in one hand and the sword, and then like the shield. He'll like still grab the the book as well.
1: Willie just stands there, <laughs> makes no effort to help. You got it.
5: He's just like, I, I, all right, which should be good. And then, uh, yeah, and he's good to.
0: So you wander back in while they've been gone. Nabi, do you just keep reading, or are you going to do another dig for books?
2: Um, so Nabi is kind of shell shocked right now because she's learning information that. She's closer tied to Vesal than she might have thought before. Um, so she's going to put the books down and she's just going to meditate and try to reach into her brain and see if she can remember any stories about this Inaru um, or the the monastery itself that would teach her anything about like what's happening.
0: Roll me. I'll let you choose. You can do wisdom. You can do Arcana or you can do religion. Okay, let me let and let me know which one you do.
2: She's going to do Wisdom and get to twelve.
0: Okay. You're clearing your mind. You're focusing. Do you have, what do you have advantage on?
5: I know I had insight.
0: Yeah. Medicine. No, uh, you're, when you delivered the books, was it religion that you got advantage? Oh,
2: of? oh, Um. I don't have my notes in me, but I think it was religion, yeah.
0: So, roll me that religion with advantage, then.
2: Okay, sounds good.
0: I'll do that. Most of you worked very, very hard for those bonuses, and I want you to be able to use them. This one's 13. 13. 13? Okay, 13. You start to meditate, but things are just swirling through your mind, almost like mist, and you you start to focus on your goddess and then there's like a swirl of mist and then you try to focus on this other order of monks and there's like a swirl of mist and it's this very strange thing moving through your mind and it's not the thing that you're reaching for but you have a memory of you being very young and being escorted down a hall to the test, and meeting eyes with a young woman. And there was, at that same time, a moment of camaraderie, but also rivalry, as she was being led the opposite direction. And then it's gone, and you don't know why that was there, or why you couldn't remember it before now. But there was a memory there. And right then... Willie comes clamoring in with food and Rook is ka-chunking in with arms full of stuff and I don't know, you tell me how, how good you are at meditation. <laughs> Does that snap you out of it?
2: Um, yeah, that's probably gonna snap me for <laughs> sure.
5: And he'll look over to Cozy and be like or, or Willy and uh, and be like, Is this a bad time to mention I'm like partially illiterate? And uh, he'll like <laughs> lean over with the book and get handed to to Willie.
1: The moment it just stares at Rogue. That explains a lot. It goes, Okay, so Nabby, we found a book and it has ah, a butterfly book. on it. It seems important. And then she just like,
2: Give me book.
5: He'll also like lumber over to Ozum and be like, All right, Ozum, we got uh, some, some Gouda cheese, we got some jerky, and some brandy. Don't drink too much. And then, uh, It'll just like break off a little piece and then he'll hand it over to Nabi as well. I mean, it's you pretty good. Food from here? Uh, I mean, we found it in that room, so like, it's good. I ate some and so did mean, Willie. We, we, we're not dead yet, I don't think. Ozen, like holds
4: Rook's gaze as he, reach into his, he reaches into his own pack and pulls out the rations that he's had this whole time. Like, I'm okay. No thanks.
5: All right, if you change your mind, it'll be no, here. No, I won't. <laughs> do you want to test the brandy just in case i can all right did you i don't drink (laughs) okay perfect we also found the sweet sword as he like holds whoops out the sword and then uh shows it over to ozum seems magical i think she said that uh they they saw it in their vision and uh yeah we saw that earlier when you weren't with us oh well I, I'm thinking of stabbing it into the ground, but I, I don't want this place to set on fire. So maybe we should wait.
4: I wouldn't do that in here.
5: All right. All right. That's, that's smart.
0: So, Ozum, you settle in. Probably feeling a little tired as your fever spikes. Um, and, Nabi, you find in your hands a small, delicate, white book and it has an ornate butterfly on it but it doesn't perfectly match the symbol you know. This butterfly is much more delicate and almost wispy. You immediately recognize this as a prayer book and as you start to flip through it you realize that this at one point must have been Vasal's prayer book. The prayers are similar, but different. It is of this monastery that you've been hearing of. And in the back, in a neat but cramped script, you see an entire list of names. Bredwithin, Dragom, Gredwir, Skapke, Krerwir, Iwin, Ref, Gredwir, Nikwithar, Swiggin, Hapus, Goldaf, Aline, Farin, Dolchen, Niwil, Dima, Vit, and, and the list goes on. Just a, uh, and this will be pasted in for you all so you can see the variety of these various spellings. You recognize the name of your god. You recognize the name that Willy has thrown out. If you read it aloud, other people may or may not recognize their gods' names. Yeah, I'll read it out loud. So, two names that are expressly missing from this list are Maliki and Ozum if you're still awake. You do not hear your god's name. But you do hear the name that you were told is the true name, the original name of your god. And I'll leave it to players to reveal those things if you desire.
5: Rook will take the rest of the rations that Ozem didn't eat and then begin to devour them.
2: So like, my gods in this list
1: Did y'all recognize anybody else
3: in this list?
1: I mean, yeah. There's like Iwin and Iwin's big brother, Reth. Just, what is it? So
2: this is a prayer book. That was probably Vassal's prayer book. Oh.
1: So that means it's important? Like maybe she used it to, I don't know, something
2: and i'm assuming since my god's name is in here this is a
1: list of gods
5: i think Iwin is a god as well yeah so it must be
1: yeah that's mine
3: what there would you she mean with all these gods
0: it's weird to you rook because maliki is your god but Iwin is her unicorn companion in your world
3: Rook won't
5: say what's on his mind, but he'll continue to devour. And uh, (laughs) and he's like, well, I guess we should look at the compass and see what room we need to go to. Okay,
2: wait. Y'all don't think this is weird that, like,
1: are we chosen by our gods? Are we chosen by ourselves? Like... I mean, it can't be because of us. We're... Willie looks around. We're all kind of awful. I mean, what kind of heroes do we make? Mm-hmm.
5: True, true, true.
2: So they're just picking believers of things and throwing them at the fire and hoping that they put the fire out?
1: I just don't know what the link is between everything. Like, this has nothing to do with each other.
5: Maybe it's because we're so good-looking. Is He uh, <laughs> <you> just, like, <laughs> poses.
2: Oh, gonna just, like, put the book in her stuff and take that one. And then, um... All right, I, I don't know, my brain's hurting. What should we do now?
1: I mean, do you, do you know... Did you know Vassal before we even came here? Why would she have a prayer book that has... I mean, butterflies are your thing.
2: So, I come from... um I don't remember a lot because... Uh, I was kind of taken when I was little. Like my parents were killed and I was taken by these monks and I was trained. And earlier when I was meditating, I kind of got this feeling that maybe this memory I tapped into might have something to do with this all. Like, it's possible that we ran into each other maybe before, um, or we're from the same place or the same area, but it's still all kind of fuzzy right now because there's still a lot I don't remember. Um, But, yeah.
1: I mean, in that dream time, she she was talking specifically to you. Yeah, and but the you sword gotta, and everything,
2: the elf
1: lady. I don't know, man. This dream stuff is freaky deaky. It could mean something.
2: I mean, cool you found the sword, though. We might need that.
1: Well, yeah, I gave it to Rook because I can't carry that. I mean, you did stuff with it before. Maybe it'll, like, respond to you or something.
2: I mean, maybe. All I did was stick it in the ground.
0: Nabby, roll me a wisdom or an insight. 23. Earlier, you were scrabbling through books before and you were kind of just flipping and it was a little frantic because there were just books. There were just books everywhere. And now that you're thinking about the sword, you're like, wait, I read about this. And you scramble back over to the table and flip through. And sure enough, after just a little bit of looking, you find a journal. Again, written by this Tazic guy, who's very full of his darn self. Despite extensive study, the campfire sword remains a mystery. Far too fragile to be used in actual combat. And when thrust into the ground, it produces... Not a fire, but a semblance of fire. A memory of flame. Its comforting effects cannot be discounted. Yet, the mechanism of its enchantment remains a mystery. Food also offers no real fortification against malnourishment. But luckily, a property of these planes of mist seems to be longevity and freedom from hunger. However, my thirst can never be quenched.
1: You she read this to everybody?
2: Yeah, I'll read it out loud
1: willy taps her chin she's like you know when we met that vice individual back in the mist they they said something remember or no they didn't say something there was something in that area that was making them stay do you think that was the sword maybe that's the mechanism that they're talking about in this book
2: maybe that's a sword was comforting them.
1: yeah but comforting enough to make them stay there
2: true does that mean if we put the sword in the ground we're never gonna leave the area that we're in we're gonna get sucked
1: oh. In? oh don't say that
2: i mean this is the mist it wouldn't surprise me
1: you know what let me just let me just pull out the compass see you. come on rook let's see what we can do you 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 figure that out
5: what's going on and he's like has his new shield uh like propped up using it as a reflection as he's trying to like shave himself with the new sword and like
0: the most you- annoying thing happens The minute that sword goes to like cut anything, it's almost like it fuzzes or mists into nothing.
5: Like, ah, man.
1: You look fine. You look fine. Oh, thank you.
5: Because he gets his uh, shield and and everything. He's like, alright, where are we we going? Which direction?
2: I mean, I kind of want to stick it in the ground.
5: You want me to I do it if you want me to?
2: I mean, it says it's not real fire; it's just like oh, well, memory fire or something.
1: Willy like runs up and goes, "Hold on, hold on!" Then she looks at Ozem. What do you think?
5: Can you wheeze for us?
1: uh, He always says no, so she's waiting for it.
4: Ozem is currently. If you look over at him, you just kind of see him, kind of like.
3: he
1: okay did he
5: break the chair <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he's
4: sitting on the ground right now but oh that's right sorry that's right. <laughs> um he is slow like kind of drifting off he kind of grunts a little in when he hears his name um but he's definitely falling asleep
5: I think that's two versus one so we Dream. just
2: He didn't say no, so
4: he kind of mutters, don't do it.
1: (laughs) Willy goes, ah,
0: ah. What was that? And
5: he's like, (laughs) does (laughs) it?
0: These flickers of blue, not flames come up around the base of the sword. And they don't emit heat. And there's a faint candle-like flickering to it. And you do feel quite comforted just being near it. In a way you really can't explain, but it does tug at something deep within you. You get the impression that if you have this going while you rest, you will have good rests and therefore potentially advantage on your stability checks. However, you do not know how long this magic will last as this sword does look somewhat frail.
2: Now he's I just at was- the fire.
0: <laughs> well, that's <laughs>
5: cool. And he'll like put his foot in it to see if it uh, burns at all or really. anything.
0: The flames kind of move around your foot and continue going without any pain or even heat. It's just a memory of a flame.
5: Huh. <clears throat> all right, and he just like pulls it back out and then puts it away. Flames go out. See, that wasn't so bad.
2: I feel like we're gonna need that.
1: All right. Oh, oh, you should have left it in there. The last time I, we were around that thing, I was detecting thoughts, and there were there were thinks everywhere.
3: Oh, uh,
5: do you want me to do it again? Because I can.
1: She like looks around at the store. She looks at. Does
5: we're Rook the know room. that there's only so many chances, or only so many uses?
0: Um. So, uh, I will tell you, so we can avoid talking around the obvious, um, you feel like it's a duration, as opposed to, like, how many times you can stab it in, but the, the longer it burns, Oh, does it
5: physically look brittle? Does it?
0: Yeah, it, it's, okay, it's more okay. the enchantment will break, um, but yeah. it, it will deteriorate less than it will break, so it's not like every time you put it in, you roll it, quit, but the long, you know, after certain number, a certain number of hours burning, this enchantment is mm, going
5: to burn. Okay, it. okay. That works.
0: And right about then, chunk, the other door rolls open to a room you have not been into before.
3: Is, it, is I that don't our have door? Time for this? Yes, and... yes, it is.
0: Yeah. Well, if you check the compass, Willy, the compass points to the west. This is to the northeast. This is the other door along the north wall.
5: Oh. Should we Should we check it out, or should we just wait until? I. It... Uh,
0: I don't know.
1: And the arrow is not pointing towards this opening, right?
0: Mm. Hmm. Um, but anyone roll me a, uh, wisdom check. Who's trying to, trying to brain out this stuff.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm braining. Brook wouldn't. Your <laughs>
0: brain cell is going over time.
2: I got a 21. Oh, I got an 18.
0: Neither of you have seen a door open on that wall yet. In fact, other than hearing it slightly... From behind which you feel like willy would be that room that you went in through you haven't heard doors shifting behind that wall at all it's all coming from the other sides of this room
3: hmm.
1: so if i understand it the wall where no activity is happening is where the arrow is pointing yes i relay that information I mean i don't know at this point maybe rook smashing should be a good idea i mean it's just a wall
5: up to up to, up to you guys
1: oh i'm down
2: for whatever i got i did my book stuff
1: good. well you guys are the muscle i mean i trust the compass it's been sending us in the right direction thus far
2: I guess that depends on your definition of right direction. But yeah.
0: I love that Nabi is in a library surrounded by books and is like, I've done my book thing. <laughs> I'm all booked out.
5: I've checked out the erotica section. We're done here. It's like,
0: <laughs> there's no boy love to be found. I'm done. <laughs> she like, just what? wants to get back to reading the
2: fanfic. <laughs>
5: Like, well, I am, uh, I'm down to do whatever. You just let me know and I can start hacking away as gestures to his hand axes.
1: I mean, if you got a better idea,
5: I'm not the idea guy. I mean, uh, I guess I I could pick you up and put you towards the wall again. Like that's, that seems to have.
1: Okay, hey, don't sponge me. I'm gonna try and inspect it. Maybe there's a, a, a lever or a mechanism or something. Okay. And she holds it... her compass and she goes, "Pick me up."
5: He does so.
0: Roll an investigation check.
3: Oh boy. 11. eight, nine,
1: ten, eleven.
0: You're like pushing the compass into things, and you're trying to pull books, but most of these books won't move they're, like, glued to the spot. And then you get an idea. Because Rook's a pretty tall guy. And you've been flying recently. So Rook, you could climb this bookshelf. It's, like, two stories tall, but you could climb this bookshelf if you wanted to.
5: You'll see Willie look up and be like, do you want me to throw you up there? You want to?"
0: No, 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 no,
1: don't, don't throw me. I will climb it. Just... If you see me fall, just catch me. All right, stay right there.
5: Uh, all right.
0: Give me an athletics or a dexterity.
1: Oh boy. All right, let's see what I got.
3: Uh,
0: what if I just like
5: toss you up a little bit, and then you could just get it?
0: <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Nobody tosses a gnome. <laughs> Where is it?
1: Um, athletics. Athletics. That's not good. Dexterity. Dexterity. Let's do that. <laughs>
0: Okay. One. Seven. Seven. And
5: then after Willie starts to like get really into it and tries her hardest, I'll be like, wait, shouldn't the monk do this? And then like, it's sort of now we just like sitting there.
0: Yeah, because Willie's like, nah, I got this. And she starts like spider munkering your way up and she gets about four up and you grab a book that's real thick because these books don't move. And this book moves and you just start to tip back book in hand uh okay, maybe a, de- a dexterity saving throw
5: me or willie
0: willie okay oh my gosh this, you're gonna have to catch
5: you, get, you get a plus two by the way
0: okay <laughs> you get a plus two 11 12 13 14 15 16 <laughs> you, you <laughs> and cling onto the shelf rook make me a dexterity saving throw
5: that's nine
0: you are, like, so focused on Willy about to fall that you don't even really react until the book is, like, in front of your face <laughs> and this big, thick book just clocks you across the face, slides slowly to the floor.
5: Perfect. Is, is Willy, like, still on the bookcase or do they just <laughs> fall? Sure.
0: She's only, like, two... <laughs> Excuse me, I forgot how to breathe. She's only, like, two feet further up and just, like, clinging.
5: Am I within arms reach of Willie? Do
0: you want to be in arms reach, Willie? Really?
5: Uh, yeah. If I'm there, I'm like, all right, enough of this, and it'll just like pick Willie up and then thrust her up.
1: You pick her up, and she's still holding onto the book as you. Gabby, <laughs> <laughs> we need you to climb a bookshelf.
5: Uh, that'll be a 17 to athletics to throw Willie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Willie, you go flying. Oh my god. Maybe a dexterity saving throw. Oh, hold on.
1: Willie says, You know, maybe Dabby should do this, Dabby. We need you to climb a motion. <laughs> oh my gosh, dexterity
0: saving throw. Okay. 18, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> you are prepared this time. You latch yourself onto this shelf, and you're a little hard. It's like a rabbit.
5: See, you're like a cat. It's fine
0: you've got- oh my gosh you've only got about seven feet to climb that's still a lot for you but you're near the top of this so athletics or dex is you calm yourself and then try to scale this bookshelf again and she's gonna go for it but she's like dammy if you want to cut
1: in at any time that would be really great okay
2: Abby's just laughing, like, watching <laughs> this full spectacle. Just, like, like, cracking up.
5: Oh, what if there's a ladder as, like, he looks around for, like, oh, ladder?
0: Goodness. <laughs> Make perception check.
1: That would be hilarious.
5: That's a 12.
3: Twelve.
0: there is one, but it doesn't go all the way to the top. It's only mm. about 10 feet, but it would have given you a little bit of a... A little bit of a boost. I
5: that I do not know I did I do not mention it since Willie is like <laughs> terrified.
0: Willie, what was your role? 13. Lucky thirteen. Okay. You like slip like twice, <laughs> but you scramble to the top, and you're like, okay, okay, I did it. I'm here. And you like close your hands over the top of the shelf and you pull yourself up and there's a freaking brick wall. Uh-huh
1: just more brick. It's more wall. There's nothing here.
5: Can you press one of the bricks? Maybe it's like one of those secret walls or something.
1: A big secret wall like that would be a thing. She just starts slapping the wall.
0: Maybe an investigation check. I did not expect this throwaway suggestion to go this far. Oh my gosh. 20- 26. 26. You hit every single brick. You are so frickin' thorough, <laughs> but nothing. And then you, like, look up, and you realize, while it's bright along the one wall where that the light is coming in through the stained glass, it is eerily dark above you. It's almost like the light ends almost exactly where the bookshelves do.
1: Oh, like I can't see the ceiling?
0: You have, and you, not only can you not see the ceiling, you can't tell, even with a roll that high, if the ceiling is, like, a foot above your head, or 50 feet above your head. There is something magical about this darkness that's oppressive. Mm. And that darn compass is still just pointing through that wall. It doesn't even have the audacity to, like, be angled slightly downward. It's just straight onward.
1: I, I don't know what to tell you. It's the way it's blocked, creepy shadowy ceiling, and the air was still pointed this way.
0: And right then, chunk, that other door opens again. But it it's not one in the wall that you're standing on.
5: I guess we can go through the other door and see if it's like, I mean, if the, the attic was, or if the basement was in the attic, then maybe we should just like check every door just in case
1: fine do you want me to get my
5: my cloak and then have you drop into it if me and nabi hold it open
1: yeah
2: i'll help
5: perfect <laughs> you can climb down but i mean like i'm sure it's fine you know it's just oh uh, it's not
2: that far you'll be fine
5: it's just like solid brick floor it's like
1: she looks over the edge and her
0: knees are knocking <laughs> you, you'll catch me right
5: yeah yeah
0: because you are small, and you are very high up off the ground.
1: And you sure there wasn't a ladder around or anything? Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I can't watch. It just takes a step off.
5: Oh, shit, we weren't ready. And then, uh... <laughs> so... Oh, that's... my goodness. Uh... Athletics or acrobatics to catch her?
0: Um, what, what we'll do is uh, one of you give me mm-hmm. uh, either athletics or acrobatics to um, catch. And then one of you can give either your athletics or your acrobatics bonus to that role and to theirs to assist since you're both. I have plus five acrobatics. So. I,
5: I have plus six athletics, so... Um... So I trust, you? I trust you. So you roll, and then I'll, I'll give you my plus six.
2: How, were you what? Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds like a sound plan for sure.
5: It's still just 20, 10 die. per five per ten feet. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
2: I got
0: an eleven. And then you have a plus six. Six, so, so seventeen. 17. Yeah. seventeen. yeah. You two like almost like smack into each other, but you manage to just catch the gnome. But there is still like a funk when it happens. And it startles the snoozing Ozum awake. And we will deal with that after this break. We're going to take a quick break. We will be right back, you all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on uh, this very fun, apparently bookshelf climbing adventure. And uh, we'll see you in just a few. Thank you. We are back. This group continued to explore the uh, ever shifting library when um, Willie climbed a bookcase and leapt off with a loud clatter that nearly sent Rook and Nabby slamming into each other and startled Ozum awake from. Ozum, was it a dream?
4: It was a dream. And at the commotion, he kind of. She. <laughs> not really leaves but he's like staggers himself up and he's bracing himself on a leg while his other hand is going to his dagger and his if you see his eyes it's they're just thousand yard stare he's really not aware of anything just the sound of it kind of forced him up um but he's kind of muttering to himself and he starts moving towards the three of them where they are by the bookcase. Uh, and he is holding the dagger, muttering, muttering. You can't really make out what he's saying, but he's, like, starting to look like he's freaking out about something. And just as he's about to come up behind Nobby, he takes the dagger, and it. you're, you know, standing, you know... Behind Nobby, it looks like he's about to hit her, but he takes it and he drives it down into his hand. And then he, not through his hand, but he, like, you know, makes a cut across his palm and he's looking at it and he's, like, groaning and grumbling and brings his other hand up to his face and drops the dagger and is kind of stumbling a little bit and slumps back down onto, like, just kind of falls back down into a seated position and is holding his head and trying to get a look at his hand, and he, you know, slowly starts to come down from something.
0: Roll me a perception check, Ozum. Okay. Eight, nine. Oh, wait.
4: I uh, know, uh, 12.
0: You, your eyes are kind of blurry, coming in and out of this dream, and it takes you two or three times to try to focus, but you do see blood coming out of your hand. Navi, you're like scrambling to catch a gnome that just suddenly plummeted from the top of the shelf, and you instinctively feel an attack coming, and you spin and you see Ozum having just... Come up short of stabbing you, and there's now that dagger in his hand again.
5: See, Willie, ever, the, pat, the worst is behind us. Literally behind
0: us.
2: What are you doing? Do like I, I see,
0: see, do? I see that he's sleeping, like sleepwalking. Nobby G- roll me a perception <sighs> check.
4: Ooh, pray for a good roll.
2: Nine? <laughs> <clears throat> no.
0: <laughs> He's blinking a lot. He's, like, asleep but waking up. Like, he looks like someone who's having trouble. You know, there's a, maybe it's a fever dream, something happening.
2: Um, so I, like, throw my hand up to block in reaction. Um, and then, obviously, he... Steps his hands, right? That's what happened. And um, so then I will uh, So I try to wrestle the dagger off of him? He drops it right after he, he drops it.
3: He
4: drops okay, it. okay, okay.
2: So I pick up the dagger and I put it in my pocket.
1: <laughs> Take it away. Willie watches this and just like, good move! Good move! ah
2: this
4: again um you're close enough nabi that you would hear him say Lyra as he's like kind of muttering to himself and sitting and trying to gain his composure he still doesn't seem like he's fully awake yet but um he's rubbing the spot on his chest and saying Lyra.
2: Um, So just like last time when he did that, she's just going to sit next to him or like stand next to him. Just kind of like so he knows someone's there. She's not sure if he can sense that or not, but she just wants to keep an eye on him. Uh, And she looks at Will and she goes, who's Lyra?
1: I mean, isn't it kind of obvious? This guy was a butcher and the only person that ever liked him is in his chest. I'm pretty sure that's Lyra.
4: When he hears her name out loud from you guys, his head snaps up and he kind of like looks at both of you really bewildered and he goes, Don't, don't, don't say her name. Okay, noted.
1: You Rook,
5: okay? Rook, who has Willie in his hands, will like instinctively like put her behind him a little bit just in case.
1: Willie, she's moving behind, crosses her arm,
0: and why not?
4: Ozum doesn't respond to you at that.
0: And as you're all trying to figure this out, you hear the unmistakable sound of a mist portal opening and closing, followed swiftly by the sound of a flurry of library stacks sliding into new positions. Finally, a shelf on the far end next to that weird arch slides open, revealing a man scribbling in a journal with a fountain pen. You have a moment to regard him as he is completely absorbed by writing this current entry. He's short with scraggly brown hair and wrapped in an ill-fitting violet wizard's robe. Long ago, it must have represented uh, Taylor's finest work, but indifference has worked in tandem with time to deprive it of its opulence. The once thick, luxuriant robe is now pressed flat in places and stained and torn in others. The skin on this man's face is pulled taut, paper thin, stretched over sharp cheekbones. Satisfied with his entry, he snaps the book closed and sets it down on that table piled high with books, with a loud thud sending a bit of uh, dust up. He looks up at you all with confusion as his brows furrow. What? What are you doing here? Who are you? Why are you in my library? Well, speak up.
5: Uh, and he'll look to Ozem and be like, "Murder."
4: It him sitting on the floor, like, not, not there at
5: all. He's not going to acknowledge anything that you said. He's like, uh, uh, I'm, a uh, greetings, friend. I am Rook. I am a paladin. I serve <laughs> Maliki.
0: More I'm- of Vassal's riffraff. I've told her countless times that the issue with the nightmare is all but resolved. I just Mm -hmm. need to change the aspect of the Binding Spell and release the seal to the portal, the Nightmare's Plane, and it shall all be well in hand. I don't know why she keeps going through the charade. He he reaches into his robe and pulls out a small crystal orb, holds it up, and there's pride and greedy arrogance in his eyes as he doesn't so much as show it to you as, like, looks at it for himself while making sure you get a nice view of it.
5: Like, huh? I'm like, right, 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 right. As he like leans over to, to Willie and be like, get get your get your hammer out. And then like, uh, <laughs> put it on the table. I'm like, well, we just we kind of want to just go. So, like, we don't mean you any harm. Do do you, do you know the way out of here? Because we just we just tell us we'll we'll leave immediately. It's is that the binding crystal?
0: <laughs> so you you know of my work? Yes, yes. The days of inscribing spells onto scrolls and meticulously meticulously crafting cumbersome items that disintegrate over time when used. (laughs) It's it's a thing of the past. It's a relic. I'll show you. This. This is an original invention of mine. It's quite brilliant, actually. You cast your spell into the transfer apparatus and then you plug in your aspects. Do you understand?
2: Yeah, but... It doesn't work, does it?
0: Of course! You don't know anything. He strides away to the brazier in the center of that pattern on the floor and places the orb into it. With the snap of his fingers, a gout of purple flame erupts in the space. It consumes the orb, but then leaves it glowing faintly violent with little flickers of red lightning through it. He lifts the orb again and stuffs it into his pocket see this is how it it works you saw the magic all you have to do i'm not holding it Russell. <laughs> no no all you have to do is hold it aloft and say cast and say the name of the spell it's quite ingenious it's going to change everything but what can you expect from a natural prodigy like myself <laughs>
2: Navi's going to look at the rest of the group and go, yep, that's definitely Tazek.
0: He turns hawkish on you. Yes, you know how I am, who I am, but this is not for you. It's not for the Sol's dregs. It's for me and for my party. We will write history.
5: (laughs) If you are so great, would you be able to uh, teleport us out of this house? And, uh... So we can...
0: Yes, where would you want to go?
5: Uh, You're not he going looks to around. fight
0: the Nightmare. I will not let you fight the Nightmare.
5: He looks around That's at the group hours. like, the front porch? <laughs>
0: Why won't you let us fight the Nightmare? Because it's my victory. I have spent so long building this binding. Vassal stole it from me, you know. It was my idea. It was my invention. And she took it.
2: So, I mean...
0: It's a pale copy of what I created, but it's
2: mine. So we could both fight the nightmare.
0: I will not let you steal
3: my
5: glory. Think of us as uh, ghost adventurers. You know, we, we do the work, but we, you get all the credit. It's like, I, I, authors do it all the time, I've heard. I, I've been told, no, right?
0: No, I have heard these lies before. You will not take my victory. Vassal sent you sent you to steal my binding spell, that's what it is, and I showed you, I was fool enough to show you that's why you're here, Vassal that coward, she wouldn't face me herself, she sent you you will not have my spell, you will not have my portal, you will not have my victory with that he raises his arms and all of the shelves around you <laughs> slam closed he <laughs> <laughs> raises his hand, and dark purple energy come from around behind him and settle on those four corpses. As at one motion, they all stand. I need you all to roll initiative.
5: Oh boy. Alright, Ozim, it's time to butch, or...
2: Wake up, beefy boy. Twelve.
5: Uh, uh that's a zero
0: do you have not have a plus
5: uh, i have a negative one
0: negative awesome awesome cool that's fun oh uh, 14
5: I... sorry i forgot that to...
4: okay i got
1: four. four
0: what did you get willie i'm sorry did you have 12. uh 15. 15. okay cool let me make sure i have all of these correct a little bit of a complex fight y'all sorry gotta set everything up
5: what how is it a complex fight okay what oh, makes it oh, complex I don't
0: know. How, how is it a complex fight y'all
5: I'm too tired okay oh,
0: sorry <laughs> you, y'all could have done this last session but
5: we, we had, had immense character therapy. growth you we had, had yeah.
0: wonderful I'm so pleased with your character growth <laughs> but you know
4: It's coming back to bite Ozem in the ass now. Are you really so happy about this?
0: So... At the start of it all, Tazek, his eminence, the Richter of Tanzania, goes first. He... shakes his head. No. No. No, this will not happen. And from all around you, those books He's that were farming. sealed come flying at you. I need you all to make dexterity saving throws.
3: Oh, the page. You get a plus
5: two?
1: Because of me? So, eight.
2: Eight? Mm-hmm.
3: Eighteen.
0: Okay.
1: You said also it was so two
0: because of Rook. So I was in
1: yeah. that one, so... Wow. I'm a 25. I'm feeling pretty
0: good. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Ozem, what was yours? Eight. Eight? Okay. So Rook and Willy, you take three points of bludgeoning damage as just swarms of books come at you. But mm, Nobby and Ozem... You take 13 points of bludgeoning damage as just these things come flying at you from all directions. Tazik just. Rise and help me. This victory will be ours. They will not steal it. And from behind you, a large half orc woman in plate steps forward, grunting. <clears throat> She pulls a heavy, uh, mace from her hand and steps towards you, Nabi. Does a... I assume a 25 hits? (laughs) Yes! So, she swings at you, and the mace comes down, and as it aims for your shoulder, and this orc is six and a half feet tall, she is massive and in plate, and as this mace comes down, it explodes as splinters go flying. You only take uh, two points of damage as this weapon just fails on itself, despite this mighty swing. And she looks at the shattered mace in her hand, and you see, even though her eyes are small and dark, you see pain and sadness at this. She throws it aside, and that is her turn. The dwarf nearby, rushes forward and is going to take a swing at you Ozem and I assume you're still on the ground
4: he's up at this point
0: okay so he's going to run at you and make a shove attack
4: the dwarf is going to make a shove attack on me okay
0: the dwarf in heavy plate is gonna come at you can Ozem laugh sure. <laughs> Uh, make me an opposed strength check. 23. 23. He shoves at you, and his, uh, his shove is almost as good as yours. You feel yourself skid a little bit, which is probably annoying because this thing is really small, but you don't go over. And he was. <laughs> so you're going to be like that! and that is his turn. The human... Uh, Wait, where is this? The human looks at you all, surveys the battlefield, takes a half step back into a shadow, and is gone. And you don't know where he is. Willie, you're up. So before you is this Tazic character with black crackling magic swirling around his hands. There's a half-orc in front of Nabi who no longer has a weapon but a large shield. Mm -hmm. There is a dwarf in plate with twin swords standing in front of Ozem who just tried to shove him. There is an elven woman in a green dress with a uh, crown of what looks almost like driftwood standing further back and a human who is gone.
1: Well, she's immediately going to scramble for her flute and goes, Go oh, like you guys! <laughs> and just starts casting a uh, Bardic Inspiration.
0: Who are you giving it to?
1: I want to give it to... Uh, how about Nabby?
0: Nabby, you have a Bardic Inspiration. Uh, That is a D8 at your level, correct? Let me check.
1: Also, it's a moat of potential.
0: Yes, so when you use that bardic inspiration, something special is going to happen. Uh, We just have to remember to... That's your job. Part of your job is you have to remember to tell her that when she uses that, something special is going to happen.
1: You can count on me, mon capitaine.
0: Um, That is your bonus action. Is there an action you would like to take? Damn...
1: Am I within the group? Am I next to anybody?
0: Yes. Uh, it's a D six. I'm sorry, Nobby. Yes. Uh, so you are right beside Rook. Um, you all are kind of clustered together. Uh, you're next to. You're slightly behind Rook, and then the other side is Ozum and Nobby. Okay. But there's like Let's... five feet between Rook and Ozum, and then you're behind Rook.
1: Okay. Uh. Is it possible to cast a spell? Of course. I'm going to look at everything that's happening. I'm going to see all the baddies, or I guess the dead people that are attacking everyone. I'm going to look at Tazik and I'm going to give it a shot and try and cast Blindness and Deafness.
0: Oh, nice. And that is a saving throw for me, correct? Nicey. Constitution yes. fourteen. What is your con, Sir Eminence?
3: 12.
0: That is a fourteen on the dot. So he resists it. You, uh-huh. What does what your what is your magic look like when you cast this?
1: <laughs> it's between Rook's legs. And she's
3: just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and he's holding it's just these these like magic hands trying to reach for his face to blind him and these hands come at him and he steps to the side and it's like you can't use dark magic against the first necromancer do you know nothing (laughs) do you want to move
1: yeah i think i'll move i'm just gonna try and get behind the party and grab my uh crossbow Mm mm-hmm
0: cool so you kind of move i assume like as far behind rook as you can get back against the wall just like (laughs) no leave me alone leave me alone (laughs) so with this the elven woman looks very calm and collected and she's standing as far back as she can be and kind of gives you like a (sighs) and you watch as dim gems within her crown start to light up with a faint flickering purple glow and they start to leave the crown when suddenly it's like the spell sputters and fails she blinks and looks into the distance and then her eyes turn to Tazik Everyone make me a perception check.
5: That's a four.
0: I got a nine. Fourteen. Nineteen. None of you quite see this except for you, Ozem. Because you know this look very well. You see hate, betrayal, and mistrust in her eyes. But no one else sees this
4: Ozim, like smirks to himself he goes i figured just kind of under his breath
0: and it is the beefy boy's turn
4: all right sweet beefy boy is going to after all this talk about purple and the fact that it said that uh tazik acknowledged that his aura was purple and Oh no! His aura is purple, Ozum okay. is going to use thaumaturgy real quick- What? Oh, you're here, you're in?
0: here, you froze for a second, uh, but you're back, you're here!
4: Okay, okay. Um, Ozum is going to use thaumaturgy really quick, and like, look straight at tazik and let his eyes flash purple. And- Um, yeah.
0: is this intimidation?
2: It could be?
0: I your, think he's- your intention behind it? Yeah.
2: He's
4: going to see if Tazzy just responds to it. Like, like calls to like, see what happens.
0: So. Yeah. Tazzy sees this. And he's like, (laughs) You, you're the worst kind. You made a deal and it didn't even save anyone. I saved thousands. That's why I will be the hero. And history will not even remember your name.
4: You think you saved people, like you saved your party members?
0: I saved thousands. That's why I was summoned.
4: Your party members are dead.
0: They left without me. They didn't trust me.
4: Why do you think that is?
3: And
0: He doesn't reply. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn?
4: Oh, he's gonna go into a rage.
0: Beefy Boy (laughs) goes into a rage?
4: absolutely he's making the most out of this he's gonna go into a rage
0: anything else
4: um i think he's gonna kick the dwarf to the side
0: um so you're shoving him then i guess
4: yeah but he's gonna kick him like square in the chest
0: Okay, so are you? Is this like an attack to cause damage, or is this no? Like he
4: just—he's like you fucking idiot. What are you trying to do? <laughs> like,
0: alrighty, make me a, an opposed strength check.
4: Sweet. That is a eighteen or nineteen
0: with a twenty-three. Damn he's it! Like- <laughs> You cannot beat the greatest gladiator! <laughs> and he does a weird, spinning, flourishing move.
4: I have two attacks. Can I kick him again?
0: Sure.
4: <laughs> now that I know, I need to just get a nat 20 so I can get a 24, and then we'll be all good. <laughs> ah. I dropped it. Oh, no. For right, right reason. <laughs> I need to find that in a second. Hold on, <laughs> using the other dice.
0: The joys of having more than one.
4: Yes, I. Yours is. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> um, Nabi.
2: Um, Nabi is going to. How? Wait. So. The orc person is in front of me, right, and then is Tazik like behind the orc. Yes.
0: Okay. Is it's like farthest back is the elf, and then there's Tazik, and then there's the orc, and then the uh, dwarf is to the side, kind of near Ozem.
2: Okay. Um, can I use my Misty Step as a bonus action to
0: absolutely
2: teleport through the orc in a flurry of butterflies? and appear right behind Tazek and then um, punch the shit out of him.
0: Do some monk stuff.
2: Do some monk stuff! All right, hold on. Let me look. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to poke out him with my spear, actually, instead.
3: So... Mm
2: -hmm does 25 hit?
0: yeah
2: and then
0: he's a spellcaster he's a little squishy
2: he's squishy squishy nine damage nine damage
0: okay he's he's over there like laughing maniacally at (laughs) ozum you can't uh And his eyes lock on you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I deserve that. Okay. That's it. That's all I'm doing. Here.
0: Rook.
5: All right, so he will have his halberd out. He'll put his, like, plus one shield in uh, away, like, on his back. And he'll go to, like, rush over to help uh, Ozim. But then he'll, like, realize that, that uh, there's, like, a flute playing, like, Willie between his legs, but oh, shit, sorry. And then he'll, like, stumble over to Ozem, and then he'll, like, attack the dwarf.
0: Roll me an attack.
5: That is... uh, 15 versus AC.
0: So your halberd comes down and just... He brings up his arm, and it's this weird bracer that's got these chains wrapped around it, and he just almost casually flicks it off. Actually, do we... (laughs)
5: Do we get flanking bonus because we're surrounding this creature?
0: We've not been playing with flanking simply because the okay. of the mind, it's so Okay, it's so no worries. Difficult. Um, All right. If I did maps, I would absolutely give it to you. But he's like, ha ha, Two on one! Seems like a fair fight.
5: Okay, then he'll use the second attack to uh, That's 13. Thirteen. So it's just not gonna happen.
0: Shunk, knocks it off with the other one.
5: Uh, let me then see if I have any No, that's when I hit Yeah, I think I am Yeah, I'm good then All right.
0: So Top of the round Oh wait, while
4: Ozem and Rook are next to each other can Ozem like whisper to Rook like the elf is probably on our side
5: like, oh, as he, like, is, is like, swinging his halberd and looks back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Moving these two tabs next to each other. All right. So, top of the round, Tazic, again, waves his arm, and I need, once again, everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. 17.
4: 17.
3: That's
5: a four.
0: Okay. Hey, I got a four too. 24. So, Nobby and Ozum, books come flying at you again. And Nobby, it's probably making you a little mad at this point because they're being torn apart as their t- pages are flying. You both take seven points of bludgeoning damage as these book comes to- books come at you. Whereas, Willy and Rook. You each take 13 points of damage as just, you try to dodge out of the way and you just, another one hits your face. And Tazik looks at you. Nabi, who's right up on him. Yeah, I am. And is going to reach out and lay this hand, and it's very strange, because while his face is thin, and the skin is pale and stretched, his hands look very young. And he lays one long hand on you and says, we could have worked together. You were like me. We could have accomplished things, but instead, and he casts Inflict Wounds at second level.
2: Awesome.
0: if I can find my hecking dice. Wow, you got lucky there. For 11 points of damage. You got very lucky, that was a very bad roll. As you just feel necrotic energy flood your body and start to suck the very life out of you. At that point, Roxy, the big half-orc, around and seeing, um, seeing another half orc, or seeing another orc, a full-blooded orc this time in plate. She's going to charge at you, Rook, and try to grapple you. So make me a strength check.
5: All right, no more digital dice for me. I got a five. <laughs>
0: She grabs you only with a seven. So neither of you are at your best, and she manages to get a grip on you and shouts, Marinara! Which seems very strange. But that is her turn. Uh, Then the... dwarf in front of you, Ozem... (laughs) says ha ha it's time to play and does a fourteen hit does a twenty one hit this dwarf starts to spin like a top with short swords in each hand. The first one misses you but the second one comes around and cuts into you for six points of slashing damage. You are raging, so it's halved, but this dwarf does not stop spinning. He continues to go in a circle in front of you with these blades in hand. Right then, Rook, out of the shadows, this human appears and stabs a dagger at you.
5: Like, oh, what the fuck? Is like, stabbing <laughs> him.
0: Uh, does a 14 hit?
5: Uh, it does not. He would get advantage because I'm currently reffled. That raffled. is right. Yeah. Ooh,
0: yeah, that's a 19 plus 5. Uh, all right. Um...
4: You didn't have to say anything. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) fellow Dungeon Master. I gotta be truthful.
1: (laughs) I respect the honesty.
0: For nine points of damage, plus eight points of sneak attack. As this human with small black cat ears, sends a rapier into you, draws it back, and steps into the shadows, so this time does not vanish all the way. Willie.
1: Oh my goodness. She's just panicking, seeing people getting stabbed and slashed. She's closest to Rook, correct? Because she hid behind him? Yes. Is it possible for her to reach out to his ankle and cast Cure Wounds?
0: Absolutely.
1: Perfect. Let me put it on my spell slot.
0: And...
1: What am I rolling for that?
0: I believe you rolled d4s. I'm pulling up your thing right now. Um, it is... Oh, you get 1d8 plus your ability modifier. So 1d8 plus 3. Okay. And Roll good. Three.
5: Five. Five. Okay. Hey, hey. Better than nothing.
0: Absolutely. You still have a bonus action.
1: Okay. Action. we'll go down to bonuses. Um. You can do. Can I use my crossbow, or does that not count as a bonus that, action? That
0: that is an action. Uh, I think it looks like the. Uh. You can do. So you. You have Healing Word and Sanctuary as bonus actions, but you did cast a spell for your main action, so you can't cast another spell right now. You I think do, Bardic Inspiration. You can just, do another yeah. Bardic Inspiration.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll double whammy Rook and hit him with Bardic Inspiration.
0: What do you sing to Rook?
1: My heart will go on,
0: just just shrilly
1: <laughs> shrieking the recorder. into yeah, yeah with
0: the recorder with all
1: the passion I have.
0: Alright. Is that your turn?
1: Yeah And they also get a moat or is it just one person?
0: No, each? they each get a moat, but it happens okay. when they use their thing. So you've got one D6, Bardic Inspiration. Um and with that the elf takes one more step back and says, Pay attention. Don't you notice what has happened? You never pay attention And that's her turn. Who are they
1: address him though,
0: you don't know. Um, Ozum,
4: the dwarf's still spinning, right?
0: Dwarf is still spinning.
4: All right, Ozum's just gonna move towards Tazic and out of the way of this spinning dwarf.
0: If you leave the combat range, you will get an attack of opportunity.
4: Um, well how big is the range and how far is Tazik from Ozim?
0: Tazik is prob like Tazik is almost on the other side of the lair, so there's a good fifteen twenty feet.
4: And what's the attack area?
0: Well, the dwarf has a five foot reach and you have a five foot reach. So if you're gonna go fight Tazik, you're gonna have to leave the dwarf's range to get in to Tazik.
4: He'll tank it, and he's gonna move.
0: Alrighty. Uh well he rolls a nat one. So dwarf like takes a spinning swing at you, and even though he misses you, hear, are ha <laughs> well played.
4: Cool. <laughs> um Yeah, so Ozim is going to make his attacks against Tazik. Um okay. Wing away but i think he's gonna try to catch the eye of the elf as he's moving and just try to like nod at her
0: she does not seem to be paying any attention to you is she, she she seems to be focused on the other resurrected individuals
4: okay that's that's good enough for him to take note of um ozon will continue to let his eyes flash purple but this time he will do it to intimidate tazik
0: So, Uh, if you're doing it to intimidate, it's going to take an action. It's fine. you can either do two attacks, or you can do...
4: I'll do an intimidation and an attack.
0: Okay. Roll me intimidation. That's cocked.
4: That is going to be a 23.
0: He... You see him flinch slightly, and you don't know what that did, but you know it did something. I will tell you as the player mechanically he lost an ability. I'm not going to tell you what that ability is because it's more fun for me that way. That's
4: fine. Satisfied? I'm getting to use some okay. massive intimidation advantage.
0: You, you. I'm see fine him, with like, it. See see that purple, and it's like see that there's. This is a person who no longer like has a heart, right? Yeah. Whatever, but you see something, an echo of what used to be humanity in there is like flinch slightly. Sick.
4: And he will use that to make a big old attack with his great axe. Do it. Nat 20, baby! And that is... is
0: is...
5: Much needed. Much needed. That's a
4: 24. And do I have the plus 2 from Rook as well on attack? That's only on saving throws. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, it's a 24 attack.
0: Roll your damage. This is gonna hurt. 1d12 plus 4...
4: That is a 15.
0: 15 points of damage. And did you. Is that doubled from the crit or.
4: No. So 30. So 30 <laughs> points
0: of damage. Barbarians with a crit, y'all. This withered old spellcaster you just see this axe come down and he is actually like he staggers back and he goes from it's already this weird kind of (laughs) maniacal and now suddenly he's got one hand on a table and is like holding himself up and he's bloodied but he's still hanging in there no no you can't take it from me you don't understand my power you
4: think we wanna take your fucking crystal from you?
0: Navi? it's your turn. Mm,
2: Nobby's gonna punch him. Punch him. Uh I use my Bardic
0: inspiration. <laughs> you absolutely can.
2: Yeah, 13.
0: 13 hits him. Oh, it does? He's, okay, cool. He's a cool. spellcaster. Good. Um, let's see. What happens, Willy, with your, when your bardic is
3: used?
1: Let's refer to the list. One second.
0: Because I know you got something real special. Class features. Here it is. Uh...
1: Oh, the Moat of Potential, you mean? Yes. When granting a On an attack roll.
0: You found it. Do you want to read that one out?
1: Yeah. Immediately after the creature rolls the Bardic Inspiration Die to add it to the attack roll against a target, the moat thunderously shatters, and the target and each creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw against your spell, save DC or take thunder damage equal to the number rolled on Bardic Inspiration Die. Ooh. Okay.
2: So, the number one
3: was one. <laughs> Sorry,
0: no. Every little bit helps in a boss fight, you know? Okay, let me check his oh, the pawn place. modifier. Oh, he fails by one. <gasps> so he'll take one extra point of damage to whatever you're doing here.
2: Uh, six, seven, eight.
0: Eight, so nine total?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So for that,
2: and then she's gonna use a key point to do flurry of blows and get two more unarmed attacks.
0: Keep on wailing on this old man.
2: 16, 17, 18, 19, 21. That'll hit. 12, 17.
0: 17. That's a lot of damage.
2: No, no, not 17 damage, just 17 for the other punch.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Roll so... me the damage, then both those hit. I'm like, holy, <laughs> when <window, I laughs> that? So three for the first punch, Uh huh.
2: and then eight for the next one.
0: Okay, so 12 points of damage so yeah this old man is just like no you won't have it And he's like obsessive and you just start wailing on him nobby and as you do you feel willie's inspiration hits you and there's a small explosion of thunder while you're just punching away and he's hanging on but he's not looking too good um rook bringing up the rear
5: alright I'm going to like spit about the blood like alright let's fuck this guy uh, as he like <laughs> walks away uh, I was like alright let's do this so uh, he's going to try to break out of the strength so for you as a dungeon master do you allow for me to break out of the strength and then do an action or is it going to consume my whole action if I?
0: you have two attacks right yes I will absolutely say you can break it and then do an attack
5: Okay, so let me go ahead and do is it is it acrobatics or, or sorry uh, strength or athletics?
0: Uh, it is your choice. It's a uh, strength check, so I'm rolling for her.
5: Okay, then I'll do athletics,
3: and
5: that is an extra twenty. Perfect. So twenty six.
0: Yeah, you and these big, <sighs> beefy arms of this half orc who's still a little bit taller than you just come off from around you as she goes.
5: Okay, perfect. And then uh, he will... I think i okay. So he will uh, go to the dwarf and then uh, attempt to attack with his hopper. Okay. And that is a uh, 10 plus 7, so 17 versus AC.
0: Spins off. You go into this whirling mix of blades and armor and you swing down and it just deflects right off. This okay is a tough little dwarf
5: then he will spend his bonus action uh oh man he'll spend his bonus action when he when he realizes that the threat level of this encounter and him being surrounded by three targets he'll look to Willie and then uh like like just like slap her head a little bit and be like don't die as he'll do shield of faith on her. And oh, then
0: as a reminder, you do have Bardic Inspiration if you want to use it on that attack. I don't know if you do. Uh
5: yeah. Um so that's a 1d8. So it was a 17 that I had, so that's plus three twenty AC.
0: That one will hit.
5: Oh thank god. Alright. <laughs> so uh let's see here. That will be eight points of damage.
0: And then it- what did you roll on your bardic? Was it three?
5: Uh, yes.
0: So your moat also explodes and does another three points of thunder damage. Oh,
5: good. Okay, perfect.
0: And from the whirling blades, you hear ow.
5: And uh, he'll continue to be like, "Don't die," as he like taps Willie on the the forehead and does uh, shield of faith, which gives you a plus two to your AC uh, for ten minutes. Yeah, so the whole fight, essentially.
0: So at the top of this round, Nabi, you feel a weight on your shoulders as the mist cat appears and says, if anyone's gonna do any magic or healing, I do it now. And then holds his move, holds his action. And at that exact moment, you hear, you see Tazik look at the cat and he's wounded and bleeding and betrayal hits his face. He says, Curse you, Howard Phillips! And he is going to cast He's going to look at Ozem, who did so much damage to him. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw.
4: 19.
0: 18. So he looks at you and magic crackles, and he thrusts it at you, and you feel the start of terror creeping into your mind. But you're able to shake it off.
3: CURSE YOU ALL!
4: does some laughs.
0: Hearing this the half-orc spins around and she does a spell that is very familiar to you, Rook. She reaches down and starts to pull something out of the ground with the power of magic. But instead of spectral vines, you all you all get a whiff of fresh cooked pasta. As these noodles come out of the ground and they start to grab at you, Ozum, but they snap and disintegrate. And she looks around, confused. And that's her turn. Um, Rook, the... Uh...
5: How much damage? Just go for it.
0: Just... <laughs> We're going to see. We're going to roll for it. The uh, The human... Actually, no. The human is going to take that half step back into the shadow and vanish again. Willy, it's your turn.
1: Oh boy. Willy watches the exchange between Tazik and Ozem and gets really nervous. This entire time, she's been kind of keeping a berth from Ozem, but I think that she's just like, it's, it's safer to make sure that he's on the up-and-up, so she's going to try and scamper his way and uh, cast heroism on him hmm. it, tells- it has to be a willing t- a willing creature that i touch though <laughs> if that matters
0: are you willing
4: of course he's he's fine with it
0: <laughs> you are immune to being frightened and you have your sp- uh spellcasting level. Hold on. Uh, your spellcasting ability modifier is six, so you get six temporary hit points at the start of each turn.
4: Oh, so I have like a buff of six extra hit points? Okay.
0: But you have, at the start of your turn, you'll get six hit points, and the start of your next turn, you'll get six more temporary hit points. Oh, sick. For as long as the spell lasts, which is one minute, so the fight. Okay. So, Willie, you've scampered forward. You've been careful to avoid people, so you're standing like right behind Ozem. You can back up about ten feet if you want to, so you're not quite so close to Tazik. Or that you can stay close.
1: Like to a Ozem. plan. I don't want to be near that man.
0: Okay, so you scamper back about ten feet. So you're you're about halfway. You're about ten feet from Ozem. About ten feet from Rook, give or take. Cool.
1: Intestine still good
0: still on the inside where you want them to be um, at this point tazik uses his layer action bend the knee and he looks to the elf and says you will not fail me you will use this gift I have given you and the elf you can see her reluctantly, pulls out a dagger, and strides towards you, Navi. And with a, an angry look in her eyes, stabs at you. Does a 21 hit? Yes. You take four points of piercing damage. From this dagger and she looks past you and to the half orc and says reach out to your god don't you understand what's happening reach out and you'll know and at that point actually let me make sure i'm not missing anyone yeah at that point nabi it's your turn
2: Okay, I have a question, because I don't have any of my notes with me, obviously, for obvious no reasons. Um, the Miss Cat deal thing, does that extra damage count towards any of these people that I forgot that I had that we all have now?
0: David reminded me, and but that's... It will work. It's not damage, but it... Because you and Willy took the deal, you can add that D4 to your attacks because there does seem to be mist emanating right. from right. this. Right. So.
4: Oh, wait, wasn't I after the elf? Uh,
0: You're right, I'm sorry. It's you and then it's... Sorry, I had a slightly no, different fine. order on a sheet and I'm trying to make sure this... There's a lot of moving parts in this battle. <laughs> Apologies. Yes, Ezam, it's your turn.
4: Okay. Um, Beefy Boy is gonna go for Tazic. Roll it. Of course. Twenty two.
0: I, yeah. Frail old man takes a hit.
4: And that will be. a its wheres it is. Where is it? 12
0: Twelve.
4: for the first hit
0: he, he takes the hit and he starts to breathe deeply and he's almost to his knees
4: and then the next one is another 22 roll it again 16
0: 16 points of damage you watch him start to crumple but as a reaction, he reaches past you to the half-orc, and you watch as black mist comes out of the orc and into him, and he remains upright, if only just.
3: Okay.
0: Now it's your turn, Nobby. Okay, I'm gonna punch him. Punch him! <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold
2: uh, 16. Twenty-five hit.
0: Yeah, twenty-five will hit. Okay.
2: Three damage. Okay. And then she's going to flurry of blows. Give me two more. And she's going to hit him one more time. Maybe. Six. 10, 10, 15,
0: 15 will hit.
2: Okay, and then for three, and then okay. she's gonna punch herself for <laughs> healing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she's, I'm gonna get It's like, 7 HP back.
0: Cool. So you heal 7 HP, you boom, boom, and you see him, like, bracing for the hit that goes to your face <laughs> no. and he's just like no 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 Rook
5: alright so Rook will be exhausted from uh, all these people around him and and he's going to go ahead and do a uh, misty step so he's just going to teleport from where he is over to um, buy everyone else for and to fight Tezik and then uh and he will then attack Kazakh. Okay. Uh, yoink. That's going to be a 25 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, that's good. And that is going to be 12 damage.
0: 12 damage.
3: Uh, ooh, let me
5: see here. 12 uh, damage. You know what? He'll try to... well Whoa. Ooh. He will do... Divine Smite. Uh, so when I hit, I can spend a uh, uh, spell slot to deal 2 to 8 more damage.
0: Is that regular damage or is that a radiant damage?
5: Uh, that is Radiance.
0: So. And that is 4. Okay. So you come in and... <sighs> And this old man crumples, his skull going in and all at once, the other four drop. Just gone. You, no, he cries out. And you hear tink, 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 as this orb falls out of his coat in his robe and across the ground he with a a big hollow spot in his head reaches weakly out and just barely moves his fingers and you see a mage hand appear flickering kind of in and out of existence it grabs the orb and starts dragging it back towards him you, you cannot you cannot have it But then even as he says this, his dying breaths are caught off cut off by Miss Cat, who suddenly
3: meow, meow, meow.
0: and it's met by a cacophony of other cat sounds. Meow, meow. As these strange cats that look like hairless cats that have bred with rats that have short, bristly whiskers coming off their snouts almost like porcupine's quills. And long prickly tails appear out of the walls and leap down. They pounce upon Tazik. Uh, anyone who is trained in Arcana which Willie, you might be the only one. Roll Yeah, me... I
1: got like a plus four.
0: Give me a wisdom or an insight.
1: So I
4: isn't seeing any of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're oh, this sick. happens right in front of you. but does he see miss cat you don't see miss cat but you see these other cats
5: i assume that ozum doesn't see it so i'll start explaining like there's a bunch of cats and like i got a
0: 15. you got a 15. you know these things these are called graminchkas. they're these really weird freaky abominations that are created when magic goes wrong when when someone is trying to create life via magic and they do it wrong these little animals are created, and they hate their creators. They want to destroy magic, they want to kill the people who made them, and you watch as the frail body of this old man is just ripped apart by these hissing, snarling, yowling creatures that have been hiding in the bookshelves.
1: She the ma- holds up her hands and goes, Don't don't attack him! They're, they're here for him!
0: The mage hand fades away, and the orb falls to the ground with a heavy thud. The warriors around you lay sprawled on the ground before they just dissolve into ash. You only have a moment to take this in before the ground beneath your very feet starts to shake and you hear the walls start to crack ominously. Waves of protective magic that have been holding these stacks in place crack, and you watch as these stacks burst, leaving behind a mental image of shattered glass. The magical explosion sends destroyed books flying everywhere, bookshelves toppling and splintering. The expanse of the library suddenly kicking up dusk as Graminchkas and rodents all scramble away into the nooks and crannies as stack after stack after stack starts to fall in a deafening cacophony. Beyond the fallen stacks at one far end of the library you now see a mist portal previously hidden on that western wall.
1: Would it be possible to I guess in all the ruckus to use my own mage hand and pick up that sphere
0: Mm -hmm. you grab it
1: and I will do that just carrying it around with me let's get out of
0: here
5: as he like limps away
0: point of note do you check the compass yeah I'm gonna check the compass so you pull out the compass and it's pointing to that wall But also, it's pointing behind you also, which wasn't there before. And when you turn, you notice that as these cats were tearing Tazic apart, pieces of him flew back and it took a moment to happen, but blood hit that brazier and it flickered and it flickered and suddenly that brazier (laughs) has come to life. And around it, you watch a burst of magic come alive as that portal activates, the ruins lighting up, and the arch becomes another misty portal with black purple mist swirling through it. And now the compass points
3: both directions.
4: Guessing the cat is going to say to not go anywhere near that purple portal. <laughs> Mr. Fluffybottom, what do you take
5: suggestions?
0: You didn't even let my guys get revenge. You just Okay. Fine. Yeah, what what's the question?
5: Well, uh, what well, we got that weird portal in the normal way. I
0: Oh yeah. That's tazik's portal to the nightmare that he was going to go fight the nightmare if he ever stopped being a coward.
5: That's that's the portal to the nightmare if, if Tazic was going to stop being yeah, a coward.
4: Yeah, so clearly we're not going to go to that one right now.
0: I mean, it depends on if you want to fight the nightmare.
5: It depends if we want to fight the nightmare.
1: I mean, are we even ready?
5: No. We find
1: anything in here.
5: I mean, we got good cheese and jerky. That's, that's well.
0: You got his binding spell.
1: I got books.
5: <laughs> Knowledge is power.
1: Well, what do we do with this binding spell?
0: You hold it up and you say "bind." I mean, you, at least that's what he wrote, right?
3: You hold looks it up it, and you say "bind." Yeah, but, He's like, savvy.
2: he also wrote that it didn't quite work Yeah,
0: it's. So. He was also just a coward, like, he let, and he kind of looks at the piles of ash around, he let them go fight without him, because he was just not willing to.
4: Does the cat think we're ready to fight the nightmare?
5: Do, do you think we're ready to fight the nightmare?
1: Hold on, better question, better question. Can this finding orb help us do this thing now?
3: Well,
0: I don't know if you're ready. Like, no one's been ready to fight the Nightmare so far, clearly. I don't, but... He I doesn't mean, have faith Part of the problem with the Nightmare is that it just rips the world away. And Vasal found a way to stop him from doing that, mostly. And Tazik said he did it too. And he's been working on this a really long time.
1: Willie looks at everybody. Well, what do you think? I don't even know how to use this thing.
4: It and sounds a- like we need this all.
0: And as yeah. you say that, make me a dexterity saving throw.
5: Tazik seemed like a nerd. Everyone?
0: <laughs> everyone.
5: I get a 17. And everyone gets plus two.
1: 19. 19? I'm sitting pretty at 25.
0: 25? 21. 21. You feel the ground shake beneath you, and you all catch yourselves. What's well, a crumbling library after dealing with Tazik and his minions? But you get the feeling this space is not going to be here much longer. All
4: right. No- normal, normal way? Normal way.
1: You guys are the boss. normal way, Let's go. All yeah, right.
3: So and Willie, and bef- oh,
4: before Ozem steps into the portal, he's going to kind of call out into the house and just say, thank you, Drixala.
5: Rook will be the last one to go in as he waits for everyone to like make sure that everyone gets a- it.
0: Willie, you hold up the compass. Touch it to the portal. You watch the mist coalesce comfortably. You step through it and you all step out into an eerily silent outdoor space. All except for you, Rook. Because as you step through this, you suddenly feel yourself pulled or ripped as if some force is tearing you away. And three of you step into what appears to be a graveyard minus one companion and that's where we'll end tonight's episode
5: is it plus one tombstone <laughs> oh my god I don't
0: say that <laughs> oh thank you all for watching oh. for joining us tonight uh, this was one of the more complex things I've ever run, and I had very f- much fun with it. Thank you to our viewers, thank you to my amazing players. Don't forget we have a tip link if you would like to support us financially. All of the tips go to these fine players you see on the screen. Um, let's do a quick round of outros and shout outs for the evening, uh, starting with Sophie.
4: Hello, it's me, ya boy, Sophie slash Um, Sorry for the lack of joie de vivre today I will hopefully be better next time um like I said you can find me on Twitter at subatomic mints and you might have seen me in the chat as not so gladiator
0: thank you uh D'Angelo hey
5: everyone my name is D'Angelo Murillo and you can find me on social media at that underscore D'Angelo uh where I'm working on my own tabletop RPG called Emerald Templars and it's like really really cool uh I'm organizing a lot of different stuff this Saturday catch the first episode of Phoenix by Night, uh, our Vampire the Masquerade uh, miniseries, and it should be uh, it should be pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm super excited to play this, and
1: thanks for having me, Kate.
0: Thank you for playing, Cassandra. That
3: is
1: I? And I'm actually very excited for that all. Uh, Cozy Spoon, find me anywhere. Social media, plug it in. I've been your gnome for this evening. I stayed intact, did not die. Total plus.
0: <laughs> and last but not least, Jen.
1: Hi, I'm Jen. Uh,
2: you can find me on socials at JenGeeky or Jen writer. Um I play Navi, your emotionally awkward um, book lover monk who does cool monk shits.
0: Thanks for being here. And I'm Kay Purcell. I've been your DM for the evening. You can find me on Twitter at KDamfear, and you can find my co-DM, David... At uh, Twitter, also at Full Rubber Ducky. I want to say a special th- shout out and thank you to our mods, David, Dane, Cato, and Emily. We couldn't do it without you. Another shout out to our mods. So the uh, little inside info here: the party that you all fought is actually uh, me, Dane, and Cato's characters from our home game that David runs for us, and our other wonderful mod, Emily, actually. Uh, did Mist Cat as her Halloween costume. So no. thank you all for being so awesome pictures. and Pictures, we need pictures. Yes, I, I, I don't want to share because she sent it to me privately, but uh, if she posts it, I would love to share. Um, so thank you all for being so great, so supportive. I hope you all enjoyed seeing a little cameo of your characters. It was really fun to play them. Thank you again for spending your evening with us. We will continue our spooky story next week, um, though minus a rook for, hmm, reasons. Um, in the meantime, be kind to each other, be excellent to, be kind to yourself, be excellent to each other, and uh, I'm going to put us on the uh, pending screen and raid you all over to Shakar again, because I love supporting that stream. Thank you for watching. We'll see you soon. Bye, y'all. Okay.